Shalom, 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 shalom. Shalom evening, wonderful people of God. Shalom evening, church. Please, I believe you are all doing well. Glory to Jesus. I thank God for your lives by the special grace of God, myself and my family. We are doing well. The Lord bless you and keep all of you strong in Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen. Hallelujah. 
It's a blessing to have all of you here this wonderful evening. It's been a long time we met as a school. We're talking about School of the Prophets. Thanks be to God that 2024 has brought us a new chapter. Hallelujah. God richly bless you all. And I believe that the Lord will favor us and he will pour his fresh oil on our lives in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. The Lord bless you all. God bless you, Reverend George Imprey, the resident pastor of Eagles Mountain International, UCC chapter. God bless you, sir. May the Lord increase his grace on your life. In Jesus' precious and mighty name. Amen. The Lord bless you, my daughter Vanelsi. God bless you. Royal Dakar Prince, God bless you. Justin, God bless you. Lady Pastor Becklin, God bless you. Ero, God bless you. Natalia, God bless you. Silas, God bless you. Poku Daniel, God bless you. Father Dixon, God bless you. Mrs. Apau, God bless you. Isaac Lamte, God bless you. Obrim Pong, God bless you. God bless you. Dynamic Idiom, God bless you. Kobe, God bless you. Jennifer, God bless you. Princess Macarius, God bless you. Festus, God bless you. Demos, God bless you. Osofo, Macoman, God bless you. Beatrice, God bless you. My daughter, Otema, God bless you. Nael, God bless you. Helena, God bless you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's a great blessing to have all of you here. And I believe that the Lord will touch our lives in a unique way. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. And I tell God bless you. Dankwa, God bless you. Old Jen, God bless you. My daughter Nancy, God bless you. And I could God bless you. Amen. And God bless me too. Hallelujah. All right, the Lord bless you and favor you greatly in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Let's take a quick word of prayer before we launch into the deep. Blessed Father, we give you glory. We honor you for such a time as this in your presence in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Once again, your people have gathered under your feet. Your word says that one thing is needful, and even that is what Mary has taken, and that he will sit always under the feet of the master, even to receive the words of truth. We bless you, Father, as we are before thy feet, O Lord. Help us receive the light of your word in the name of the Lord Jesus. Any area in our lives that is experiencing darkness, we declare in the name of Jesus as prophetic people, let the prophetic light begin to shine and let that area of our lives receive divine light in the name of Jesus. Even as we gather as prophetic people, we pray that by the end of this meeting, giftings will be restored, giftings will be stirred up, anointings will increase, mantles will fall in the name of Jesus. Mindsets will be renewed even towards the kingdom way. In the name of Jesus, help us, O Lord, and let only your will prevail. We thank you, even in Jesus' precious mighty name. Amen.
Hallelujah. It's been a long time we met in an evening session like this. I think I can feel a fresh oil here. And I thank God for that. Hallelujah. God bless you, my son, Apostle Dave. God bless you. God bless you. The Lord will do mighty things with you in Accra. He will open the heavens for you and send forth an eagle that will carry your spirit even through dimensions in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. God bless you. Amen. All right, wonderful people of God, the Lord bless you and favor you all in Jesus' precious mighty name. Um, this evening, I would like all of you to come from the depth of your hearts. Look into your spirit. Search into your soul. There are certain questions that have baffled your mind for a long time. Make sure you, you search your heart very well and bring forth these questions. Please take note. The question should be in relation to the prophetic. Are you listening to me? The prophetic. So you can ask questions concerning the prophetic, concerning the spirit realm, anything you don't understand about the spiritual world, about the prophetic, about prophets, about the giftings, any question, please, I beg you, there is no question that is of no weight. Every question has a weight. Are you listening to me? The question you want to ask that you think it might not look deep, so let me quit. It might be that which somebody is in need of. Are you getting it? God bless you, the royal Dakar Prince. God bless you. Amen. This year, the Lord told me something. And he said, There are some of you, the giftings are there, but you are afraid. There are some of you, too, the giftings are lying dormant on the inside of you. Some of you, too, the problem is the kind of churches you find yourself in. They don't give you the chance to grow the prophetic. Some of you, they don't even make mention of the prophetic at all. Some of you, the kind of churches you, 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 know, you fellowship with, they have a certain kind of mentality and notion about prophets and about the prophetic. So it makes it look like every prophet is fake. It makes it look like every prophet is trying to say something that is not of God. You see that kind of thing? And let me tell you, it is one of the things that can stop a man from growing in the prophetic. You can pray and fast, but so long as you live in such an atmosphere, nothing will grow. I'm telling you the truth. You see, I used to be in an environment like that. We struggled, Papa. We could sense literally that some God wants to bring forth something through us that it became difficult. Even when a certain woman carried that gift, they were baptizing this woman during a moment of baptism. And immediately, the spirit of prophecy fell on the woman and she began to prophesy. It took three years for the pastors of the church and the elders to admit that, okay, she can prophesy in the church. Three years. Then they are going to do investigation in the spirit realm to know 
if it is true. What kind of church is that? Three years. What kind of investigation is that one? I'm telling you. And it was within that period of three years that some of us, our giftings also began to manifest. Even the main woman that God appointed first, we have not accepted her. What about you small, small boys and girls that you are trying to? So we had nobody to train us. Whenever we see something and we don't understand, we call that woman. And sometimes when she begins to explain things to us, the, the end of the conversation and the explanation will be about the elders of the church. Now what they are doing, how, how then are we going to? Then we all sit down and be so sad and go back to our homes. See, the fact that we have a lot of fake and false prophets in the system does not mean there is no genuine prophetic anointing. Are you listening to me? So don't look at what is in the system to make some judgmental declarations. Whether you like it or yes, there will be fake and false prophets. Are you listening to me? Whether we like it or yes, that there are those that the Lord has prepared. There are those that the Lord has pressed their lips and their tongues to speak only his intent and his purposes. Hallelujah. All right. So let's start with some questions. If you have any question with regards to the prophetic, with regards to the spirit realm, anything you don't understand, Feel free and ask. Okay. Hey, no question. Okay, someone said, why does deeper levels of prophecy require so much fasting? <laughs> I love this. All right. Let me start by saying this. You see, whether you like it or yes, if God is raising you as a prophet, you will fast. Fasting will be one of your foundations. Are you listening to me? And there are so many reasons for that. Now, one of the main reasons for which every prophetic instrument must fast is that fasting in the realm of the spirit has a way of humbling the flesh of a man. 
before the Lord. In the spirit realm, fasting, in the ancient times, whenever people fasted, most of the times what they do is that they will put on sackcloth. When we say sackcloth, we are talking about a yin tumor, the black and the red that people put on when someone is dead. And even if they don't put on a sackcloth, they will put something like ash on their head and sown on their guni tree. And they will not go anywhere. They will be sitting at one specific spot. Are, are you following? And then, when they do that, it is a sign of humility. You humble yourself before God. Now you remember, in the word of God, in the book of Jonah, the word of the Lord spoke to us about Jonah when he was sent by God to Nineveh. And according to the scriptures, when Jonah went to Nineveh, he went to declare their sins to them. And he told them that thus saith the Lord, your sins have come before me. And according to the word of God, when Jonah declared this word to the people, the Bible said that the, the king at that time declared a fast for the whole town, for the whole country, for the whole city. Even the livestock, the animals fasted. And that is what they did. They put on sackcloth and they put ash on their heads and they began to cry unto God for mercy. And the moment they did that, God spoke back to Jonah and said, what that judgment I wanted to release against my people because they have humbled themselves before me I have lifted it off their heads and in fact Jonah got angry he said I knew it I knew that when these people repent you will not bring the damnation on them and they will say I'm a false prophet I'm a prophet of doom I just came to declare that they would die and they did not die the Lord said, are you doing the work for yourself for you to get a name that you prophesied and it came to pass or you want my will to prevail? Hallelujah. So you see, fasting, first, it has a way of humbling a person's soul before God. And listen to one thing. Whenever a man's flesh is humble before the Lord, there is something that the Bible said in the book of James, the word of the Lord said, God, he giveth grace to the humble. He giveth grace to the humble, but he resisted the proud. So once a man's flesh is humbled before God, grace is given to the man. Are you listening to me? So take note. The first reason why every prophet must fast is that it humbles your flesh before the Lord. And once your flesh is humbled, you receive grace. And when we speak of grace, I don't want to make the whole thing long, but then grace is supplied to you according to the assignment that God has given to you. Each and every one of us here has a prophetic destiny and an assignment that the Lord has given to us. 
but we have not been able to fulfill it to that realm that is supposed to be because we lack the grace that can bring us to that height. So every level that we find ourselves has a specific grace we have received. So we keep increasing from one level of grace to the other. And one of the ways to receive grace is to humble yourself before God. And one of the ways to humble yourself before God is to fast. Are you listening to me? That is the first reason why fasting is needed in the prophetic. And the second thing is that when a man fasts and his flesh is humbled before God, there are basic things that happen to the man. The first thing is that once your flesh is humbled before God, it means you suspend most of the laws that govern the flesh, that rules your mind. I will explain. For example, once you see, maybe we are in church and someone just entered the church and the person is just wearing some tattered clothes and something so bizarre. And you begin to see in a vision or you begin to hear in your spirit that this man is wealthy. Naturally, your mind will start fighting the voice you have heard from your spirit. Are you getting what I'm saying? It will become very difficult for you to believe that what you are sensing or hearing in your spirit is true. And all because you are looking at the physical side too much. So what fasting does for you is that it begins to shift your focus from the natural and it causes you to rely much more on the supernatural. So the more you fast, first by humbling yourself before the Lord, the more you suspend the natural laws that have tuned your mind in a negative way. Are you following? Are you getting it? Good. So, the first reason why we fast is that we humble ourselves before God. The fasting has a way of taming your flesh. And it also has, and once you are humbled before God, you receive grace. And the second reason for which we fast is that fasting helps us to be disconnected from the natural control of things and how fleshly things are controlled in our minds so that we can tune our minds to the frequency of the spirit. And the third thing that fasting does for you is that it begins to tame your flesh in a way that a lot of weaknesses cannot control you. Very important. This side is very, very, very important. What I mean by that is that 
every believer, in fact, every human being knows there is something in each and every one of us called desire. Are you following? Desire. They are normally known as the desires of their flesh. Not all the desires of the flesh are evil. One of the desires of the flesh that is not evil is appetite for food. Whenever you feel hungry, it means your flesh is desiring to have food. It is a desire in your flesh. It is not an evil thing. But the truth of the matter is that it is not the only desire that you have. Are you following? There are a lot of desires in your flesh that if you follow them as you are moved by them, you will never fulfill destiny and you cannot flow in the prophetic too. Are you following? So one of the ways to deal with the desires of your flesh is to give yourself to fasting. Very important. Because if a man is able to tame his flesh from not eating for some days, there are many things he will be able to control in his life. Are you following? Good. So fasting has a way of helping you to deal with your flesh. And one thing that it does to help you deal with your flesh is that it makes your spiritual nature come alive and causes your fleshly nature to be diminished. So fasting is very, very important. And you need this, especially, let me say this before I go to the next questions. You see, if you operate in the realm of the demonic, or let me say the dark realm, you know that prophets, their main assignment is to deal with the dark world, expose the works of darkness and all those kind of things. You would need your flesh to be tamed. Because if you don't do that, it will be very difficult for you to win some battles in your ministration. Are you getting it? All right. So, um, Nantechi, I think, I don't know if you have understood it. All right. So, let me just pause for here. Maybe right now we have three points. But then, as time goes on, we'll add some many others to it. Because we have a lot of reasons why you need to fast. To go in the prophetic a lot of reasons and um, as we push forward we will know more a lot bless us okay so the next question that i have here is someone said papa please concerning our guardian angel how do you communicate with them that's the twin i think this one I've, I've explained it in the um knowing your guardian angel message so if you download that message, you will get to know it. I explain it into detail. So you will get that. God bless you. All right. The next question is from my dear sister, Mamie Jewan. She said, 
He said, what is the meaning of you waking up at the same time? Example, 2 a.m. thereabout. It means there is something that the Holy Spirit is trying to let you know. So once you wake, you keep waking up at that time, an angel is waking you up to let you know something that the Holy Spirit wants to tell you. So whenever you wake up around that time, don't sleep again. Spend time and pray to God, the Lord, let me know whatever you want me to do. And at that moment, take notice of some of the things that you sense. Are you getting it? Because sometimes you might, you might be, you know, the angel of the Lord will wake you up around that time. And you might not see anything. You might not hear anything. But then you might realize that fear has gripped your heart a little. You want to pray, but it looks like there is this kind of fear. It means there is something, there is something that the Lord wants you to handle in prayer. Are you getting it? So the moment you begin to, when you wake up at that time, some of the things that you begin to experience, some of the thoughts that will drop in your mind, some of the things you begin to feel, don't, um, don't take them for granted. Fire prayer. It could be that there is something that the Lord wants you to know. The moment you wake up, begin to pray, Lord, if there is anything you want me to know at this moment, show me. Show me. Exactly. It is an angel that is trying to wake you up. Once you wake up, don't sleep at that moment again. At least spend 15 to 20 minutes praying. You might not even know why you woke up and why and what you should even pray for, but begin to speak in tongues. Are you getting it? And once you are speaking in tongues, pay a particular attention of the atmosphere around you. Sometimes you wake up and you are just excited. You don't know why. You don't even recall whether you had a dream or not. But you just feel excited. There is something good coming. God wants you to pray for it to manifest. Sometimes you wake up, there is this fear that grips your heart. Pray. An angel just woke you up. Exactly. Exactly. So keep doing that. Keep doing that. And whilst you are doing that, keep praying that the Lord should let you know the specific thing and reason for which he woke you up at that moment. All right. Okay, the next question um, is from, okay, the name is Nael. Okay, I don't know if I'm getting it right. The Papa, please, I've realized that most prophets grow their gifts as they stay with other prophets. How can I grow in my giftings knowing that I stay far from my father for personal training and also my father is not easily accessed? Okay, that's a very good question for most people who are in the diaspora. Now listen, there is an advantage of you being close to a man you are aspiring to be like or a father bigger to you. There is a good reason, now let me say an advantage that people do get. But you see, one of the things too that we need to take note of is that if you are not very spiritually sensitive, you will be familiar. And instead of that 
proximity being an advantage, it will rather be a disadvantage. Are you getting it? The most important thing, if you want to catch an anointing or stir up your gifting, using the grace and the anointing the Lord has placed on a man, the most important thing you need is honor. Honor the man from your heart and from your mind and from every part of your being. True honor will give you that which you are looking for. It doesn't matter whether you are close to the person or not. Right now, when we begin to talk about honor, people will think we are talking about human worship. So in our generation, we don't know how to honor. We can only post people and write nice words, thinking that is honor. And so we are not getting anything. You see where things are getting to? You see? Many people don't know how to honor to catch anointings. Because we live in a generation that if someone is serving a man, there are many people that will let you know that you are fooling. Instead of you to go and get a job and do your own thing, you are here saying that you are serving under this man, you are honoring this man. And if care is not taken and you are not strong in the Lord, you will be influenced. You get to a point thinking you are wasting your time. You are, we are sacrificing for people and you are not getting anything. You need to be very wise spiritually. Are you listening to me? And let me tell you one thing. You see? When God brings you close to a man, he does that for so many reasons. For so many reasons. Now some of you, God will connect you to your father because of the ministerial assignment he has placed on you. And he wants you to learn some ways and also receive the unction that is on the man to carry out with your own assignment at a later time. And when God does this, let me show you one secret that many sons don't know. When God brings you in connection to a father, and even when he would take you out for you to go and establish your own assignment, there is something on the father that God will release on you, but he will never do it before its time. It is what I mean. There is always an appointed time that the fullness of a man's grace can rest on a son or a daughter. But mostly, that appointed time is at the latter moment of your service to that man. It will never come in the beginning. Neither will it come in the middle moment. At the latter period, when God is about to move you to go and start your own, that is when that unction will fall on you. And this is what many sons and daughters don't know. Some of them, the moment they begin to see some giftings manifesting small, they want to go and establish their own. You will carry the gift and lose the oil. Are you listening to me? I'm telling you. And you need to learn some of these things, people of God. Because sometimes God will connect you to a father and it will look like you are not getting anything. There is something God is looking at. But you might not see it from that perspective. 
Because you see, many of us come to connect to fathers with our own plans and our own purposes and what we are looking for. That's the problem. So when we think we are not getting what we thought we would get, we think then this man is not the man that God, maybe I need to get a different man. You are the problem, not the man. Are you listening to me? And I want to say this to all the sons and daughters. You see, I told you that anytime God is bringing a son to me, I will know. He will let me know. And let me know the end of the relationship. Sometimes when the person comes, the Lord will say, this one, I have not connected him or her to you spiritually as a son or daughter. Let the person go. Meanwhile, this person came and said, God said, God said that she come and serve under you as a daughter, as a son. I remember one time, I went to minister at a certain Methodist church. Right after ministration, one guy walked to me. He's a man of God. Once you are ministering, the Lord spoke to me that you are my father. I said, it's a lie. He said, oh. He said, yes. Then immediately, I made, the Lord showed me a man. And I mentioned, who is this man? He said, um, he's um, one of my fathers. And then I said, one of your fathers. What do you mean? How many fathers do you have? Even if 20,000 people slept with your mother, is it not only one man's sperm that will fertilize your mother's ovaries? See, one of, one of my fathers. And I told him, you are getting confused, relax. You just saw gifts manifesting and you want to submit to gift. You know me. The guy was just looking at me. That time to now me me new be asa. Even to now me new be about Yedenyamiasa. Me shed kesiye bini me should be at yaya trying to bracket me. You want to be a, you want to be a son to this man. Look at me. Look, you look at me well. I don't have anything to give to you. Mofa, go back to your father. The guy couldn't say anything. He said, thank you. Later he said, thank you, man of God. He left. So you see, many people will just come and say, well, I want to solve. The Lord spoke to me that. One more of them passed. Once you minister, I just saw. I was climbing a mountain, but I was struggling to, to climb. And you held my hand and you pulled me to the top. And he said, yeah, you're moving out to me. Hmm? Sometimes when people, I just know that they are, they are, they are, they are babes in Christ. And that's what many, many, many of you do. Unless you don't see someone manifesting a gift in a certain accurate dimension, you go and connect immediately. My father, my daddy, my daddy, your baby is singing. Continue to sing. Amen. 
So you see, that some of them too, the moment they come, the Lord will say, this one, hold him. I've sent him to you for six years. After six years, let him go. Some of them, God will say, this one, he will be with you throughout your life. In fact, there were some of them I, I thought, in my own mind, I thought this one would be with me forever. But the Lord said, no. They are with you for a season. And I want to teach them something. And once the time is due, do this for them, do this for them, do this for them, and let them go. So I know the time. That is why when a son or daughter wants to leave, when the time is not due, I know Satan is trying to cause a certain trouble here. Are you listening to me? I know it. One time, one guy came and said, Man of God, I want to, want to be your son. And I said, Who is this man? He said, He's a, the man I used to be with. I said, Go and settle the matter. Go and settle the matter with that your father before you come. So he had to go there, he settled the matter, then he came. Yet it is done. I said, Are you sure? What did you say? What happened? What what transpired between you and him? Explain things to me. We are the coffee are you getting it because if you don't take it some sons and daughters will bring you trouble i know you person my one and only father the two, two and what? Hmm. Two and double father. <laughs> May God have mercy. You see, the Amitan same way said, I never wanted to be a father of sons and daughters. In the Lord. No. In fact, what I wanted to do, in my own planning, I'll just go to this church, minister the prophetic, do the teachings, minister the healing, and I'll go to my house and live in my, my apartment with my wife and my children. No wahala, no issue. That's what I wanted. And that one everywhere. See, know what you want that you will get. Are you getting what I'm saying? So God began to bring me sons and daughters. And I'm telling you. It got to a point, it looked like Yeshua Gomez. What some sons and daughters say, hey! As you can see, me, I'll be shaking. It looks like they say you don't know what is wrong. You tell them, don't go here. The next day, no. 
And I didn't know that all this while the Lord was using that to teach me something. And in fact, it has actually made me a better person in that area. It has built a certain kind of compassion in my heart. Are you getting it? Somebody said he wanted you to have a feel of what you did to him. Hey, sister, what did I do to God? <laughs> that God wants me to have a feel. <laughs> but at a point, it is true, mom. I'm sure if God was a physical father, maybe by now, but there can be a gumisoni at Tiafahani and Namasiahana. Let me show one woman show. Sanka de Bia, you see that. So now Sordin is serious. Yeah. In fact, it was during the moment where I decided that Afedia, I want to, I want to. Focus on the things of God. When God speaks to me, I will listen. After all my stubborn academy days, the moment I decided that I'll be okay, God started bringing the sons and the daughters. Ah, ah. The gift of tongues. Mm. It's all good. I know some of you too. Very soon, the Lord will help you. In the, in the years to come, some of you too, you will be, you will be fathers and mothers. You will inherit the stubbornness. You will, you, you, you will experience some. You will inherit some of them. I'm going to be telling you. Amen. So please, let's take note of that. Whenever you are close to a prophet, and there is a prophetic call on your life, there is always a way to look at that prophet. Let me show you the first thing. When you are close to a prophet, whether you like it or yes, a prophet is not Jesus. Neither is a prophet God. A prophet is a man that the Lord, by his mercy and grace, as appointed and anointed. So when you are close to a man, you will really see the human side of the man. And some of them, there might be a lot of character defects. Don't learn that one. Are you listening to me? The reason why the Lord brought you to the man is not for you to check his character. It is for you to receive something. Are you listening to me? Even though we know that the character defect is not right, but still he's the one God has appointed. You can't bring your matter here. And that's what we are seeing in our world now. Now we are not endorsing bad character, bad behavior, and ungodly lifestyle among men of God. But I'm trying to let you understand as sons and daughters, when you see a father going wayward, the best thing you can do is to pray for him. Because you see, there are many reasons why many people 
who are even close to some men of God can't carry the anointing that are on these men. The very moment you expose the human side of a man you are close to, to another person, you disconnect yourself from the supply of that anointing. Are you listening to me? And you see, the other thing you need to take note of is that according to the word of God, no one should judge another man's servant. He is the servant of the Lord. So it is only God that will deal with the person. Whether God will lift the person from his throne in the supernatural realm or not, it depends on God. Your human calculation can fail. Well, sometimes you can sit down and say, the way this man is living a, a wayward life, I think the hand of God has left him. And that might be your deadliest mistake you would ever make. Are you listening to me? And we have a lot of such things in our world now, in our generation. We begin to hear the scandal of some men of God, and people say, that is it. The hand of God has left him. Are you, are you? Did God appoint you as a manager between him and that prophet? Or you are chief, a chief auditor among the covenants of God? You need to be very careful. Are you listening to me? Yes. Have you ever seen a woman who had HIV? and conceived and gave birth to a child without HIV before. Have you, have you seen something like that? You know that such things exist. Highly possible. So it is possible for a man to have character issues and still raise sons that are very gifted and anointed without any character defect. Highly possible. You need to have spiritual understanding. Are you following? It is also possible that a man with character defects can influence his sons and daughters to live a wayward life. It is also possible. But you see, most of the assignments when it comes to this fatherhood sonship relationship rely on the sons and daughters. Are you following? Let me show you. If you are working with a father who has a serious character problem, let me show you one of the ways not to work in his character. The first thing, let your heart love the man and keep praying for him that God will deliver him from such lifestyle. If you continue to do this, the man can lay hands on you, can lay legs, do everything, you will never carry that negative character down. But if you don't pray for him, and even tell people that, hmm, Father, he did this, oh, 
I don't know, he's dating this lady in the church. This, this, this. It will be very easy. Even if he doesn't lay hands on you, you can pick the same life and start living it. And you will not know where it is coming from. And he will not be the one that sat you down and taught you to do it. Are you listening to me? So learn these basic things as sons. That's why sometimes this fatherhood sonship relationship is a bit spiritual, a bit scary at a point. And you shouldn't be afraid. Just come with a heart of honor. You get in the point. You know, there are some sons and some daughters when they are working with their fathers, and maybe there's a scandal about the father. That will be all. Some of them will even pack their things and go. When people ask them, why have you left? Mm, this, oh, this thing, this thing, this thing, this thing happened. And they, they will keep on exposing the father. You might not even know that you are doing that. But if care is not taken, you will end up doing the same thing the man did. Are you, are you following To be very careful. To so focus on the grace and the anointing that is on the man. That is what God has called you to receive. And at the, at the moment that the Lord has appointed, it will definitely rest on you. Are you getting it? So there is a way you can get close to a prophet and receive that. But also you can be far away in location from your, your prophet or your father and still catch the anointing. And, and that's what I've told you. We need to have that heart of honor and that mind of honor as well. Hallelujah. Somebody said, and please, who is a spiritual father? And at what level can one be a spiritual father to others? Okay. Honestly, according to the word of God, these people are not necessarily known as spiritual fathers. A lot of people say that. A lot of men of God even say that. But technically, they are known as parents in the Lord. Whether father in the Lord or mother in the Lord. Are you getting it? Because when you make mention of spiritual father, it's not a technical language. Are you getting the point? The moment you say spiritual father, 
is a vague statement. Many people say that and they don't find any problem with that because they know what they are saying. But then, at the point when you say spirit, do you know that even people in the occultic kingdom, they have spiritual fathers? Yes, but there is no body that is in the occultic kingdom that can say, Oh, Mr. Abu is my father in the Lord. Which Lord? Are you, get, are you getting what I'm saying? We have spiritual fathers. Anyone that holds your hands and teaches you into the matters of the spirit well and be a father to you spiritually. That's one dimension of it. But then we should really define it technically because the spiritual world is also an opened world and there are demons there there are angels there there are various kinds of spirits who are not godly there are also godly spirits aside demons and angels that live in this realm so you need to really define this well now as we have already defined it, to be a father in the Lord or mother in the Lord. One thing we should take note of is that I have a message on fatherhood, sonship, construct. If you go to that message, it will give you much more understanding. But let me just give this real quick, real quick. This is the U.S. report of it, real quick, real quick. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Now, nobody becomes a father in the Lord on his own. It is the appointment of the Lord. Are you getting it? You can be a mentor and have mentees. That's beautiful. You can even be a mentor in the Lord and have mentees that you are training in the Lord. But to be a father or mother in the Lord is a serious work. Maybe they have not explained it into details for us to understand. That's why it is not something I ever wished to, to, to experience. Namembe. Because there are a whole lot of responsibilities that come with it. And some of them, you need to sacrifice. I'm telling you, it is like Jesus laying down his life for others. So that we, it's not easy. It is not easy. To not, don't even rush to, to have sons. <laughs> are, are you getting my point? Yes, don't even rush to have sons. Cry. You know, we live in a generation that right now, every okay, so be I will be son. No, be I will be father. You are talking to a young boy now, oh, my daughter. A young minister. 
So my son, how are you? I was there when one of my sons texted me. He was angry. And I said, oh, I said, daddy, this guy that I was even helping to play keyboard and things, yesterday he texted me, you know, he said, my son, how are you? Never <laughs> when you go to Kumasi, Krade is worse. I don't know about Kaswadu, but in Kumasi, it is worse. Hallelujah. So you see, it is not something that you choose on your own to do. Are you getting it? It is God that appoints. And when the Lord appoints, He's the same God that will teach you how to go about things. Many of us, you see, I saw some ministers who are struggling. The issue is they are just they are just walking about getting sons and daughters. So my son, come my when you grow you will stop. <laughs> I'm telling you, when you grow, you will stop all those things. You will never wish to have sons. Because in this thing called genuine sonship, there is something called birth pangs. Like the way a woman will feel some pains when she's traveling to bring forth her children. You will feel the same thing in your work as a father. It will manifest in so many ways. Didn't you read what the, what the Bible said when Paul was speaking to the Galatian church? He says, these my sons and daughters that I bore them out of many bed punks until Christ is formed in you. So the main goal of a father is to make sure that Christ is formed in a son or a daughter. And it is not a one-day job. Are you getting it? May the Lord help us. So you see, you need to take note of that. There are moments, let me just clarify this one. There are also moments that when the Lord realizes that you have matured to a certain level as a servant, he can bring some daughters and sons to you. For you to train them. So not all there are some people that will come to you as sons and daughters for a season. And after that season, you are supposed to release them. You would have to go to another place and experience another dimension of fatherhood, sonship, relationship for another season. There are some people you cannot keep them forever. That's not how destiny was arranged for you and them. And one of the problems of many fathers is that they want to keep them. 
when they realize that this son is good and he's doing wonderful work, they want to make sure that son will be there forever. You need to hear what the Lord is saying. Else you might be fighting with God concerning that person's destiny. Are you getting it? There are some fathers like this. They will never let you go. They will never let you go. Somebody said, follow up on, he said, follow up on the soul. One cannot have more than one father in the Lord. Never. Never. You can have a lot of mentors that you are learning a lot of things from. But your father in the Lord should be one. There is one thing about fathers in the Lord. And according to the word of God, they watch over your soul. What it means is that whenever God connects you to someone as a father or son, the Lord will demand what will happen to your soul from the person. Are you getting the point? And that's one of the most dangerous parts of this assignment. One of the most scariest parts of this assignment. Very, very dangerous. That the Lord will come to me and say, and, and ask me, what I told you to do for this why is it that this person is doing this? And the moment I get warnings like that, you know, warning is also and also. Is I'm saying? Aha! So that is it. One man said, one man was saying, change your father if he is not helping. And I was like, hey, if you want to change, you can change. <laughs> it's your own change, you know. That's not the right way to do things. There are people who are already connected to wrong fathers, dada. People did that for their own reasons that they thought was right. See, somebody just saw the manifestation of the gift and I want to be a son. Say, okay, follow me. You will be there, you will not experience anything. Because that is not where you belong. You might learn some other things. Are you getting it? So we need to learn some of these basic things. All right. I think someone asked the question. And, um, okay. The question is, is, is it necessary to have a father in the Lord as a young minister? Very necessary. If you're a minister, cry there, you should serve under an authority. Minister, you should serve under authority. That one they will talk about that one into details later. 
Very, very important. Okay, Samir said, Daddy, please, is there anything like soul capacity when it comes to operating in the prophetic? Does it determine the realm or level a person can get to in the prophetic? Is soul capacity something given by God or is it something the individual expands the help through the help of the Spirit? Both of them. Both of them. There is, some, there is a level that every human soul can be stretched to. There is a, a threshold. Every human being has a level of capacity. But even that level of capacity, your human nature cannot even allow you to fulfill the dimensions of it. Because if you decide that, okay, the, little, the level of capacity God gave to me, I want to fulfill everything by it. You will, be a, you will be a strange person. What I'm trying to say is that most of us can't even occupy 40% of our soul capacity. Are you getting it? So, yes. So there's a capacity of every human soul. Very important. Now, when the Lord is, when the Lord was making human beings, He knew that every human being has a purpose, a general purpose, which is to reveal the Son of God, the Christ. That is the assignment of every human being on earth. We are here to reveal Christ. And who is Christ? Christ is the exact image and the glory of God. Our main assignment is to reveal God's glory. So Isaiah 43 verse 7, the Bible says that in everything that is called by my name, I created them for my glory. I formed them, yea, I made them. It is what the Lord said. So he created all things for his glory. And what is glory? Glory speaks of the manifestation of God, the revealing of God. According to the word of God, we all know that God dwells in a light unapproachable by angels, by men. None of his creation can approach him. So God in his glorious state is not experienced or seen by his creation. What God does is that he set up a, a committee within himself to reveal himself to his creation and that which God decided to let creation know through his revelation was called the Christ. So Christ actually speaks of the image of God, which when we say, sometimes when you don't know someone, for example, many of us have seen Jackie appear in, in movies. We have seen Jackie appear on some maybe, um, um, let's say, poster or something. It is actually the image of the person. And when we look at the image, we get to know how she looks like and everything. And you get it. But we have not actually seen the person of Jackie Appiah. So exactly as Christ is a representative of the exact personality of God. So Christ is the image. And God looked at Christ to make man. And that is what the Bible said. God made man in the image. In 
God did not make man the image. He made man in the image. What it simply means is that God looked at the image of himself, which is Christ, to make man. So the main assignment of man is to also reveal the Christ. That is the goal of every human being. And now, when God was creating human beings to reveal the Christ, he knew that the revelation of Christ will not be in the same way for every human being. So he began to create people according to the, the revelation of Christ that he will plant in them. Are you getting it? And when he, he was creating some, he created some to be prophets. What it means is that these people who are going to be prophets, God created and fashioned their spirits and their souls and wired it in a different way from those who are going to be, be in government, those who are going to be president. Are you getting the point? So the spirit of a prophet, it will be different from the spirit of someone who is maybe a lecturer, who will have God or Christ revealed in academia. We all will not have the same spirit. Even though it is the same human spirit, but the wiring is different. And that is the reason why our passions will differ. So people like me, when I begin to hear strings, I will stand there for a few seconds and close my right ear and open my left ear and try to check where it is coming from. Are <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Because I know that when I'm able to follow the, the move of the strings, it can strike a chord in my spirit. And when that chord is stricken in my spirit, it can raise the frequency of my soul and immediately realms can open up. As somebody can sit in a room with plenty keyboards, playing nice strings, it will not strike any chord in anywhere. The three new crown also, not the other also. Now, it does not mean that the person 83T, no. Obiane, the movie, the crown, based on how we have been wired. Are you getting what I'm saying? So based on the wiring and the creation of the souls of men due to how we are supposed to reveal the Christ and how God arranged the capacity. Are you getting it? Even in the prophetic, we are not the same. There are various dimensions of the prophetic. There are prophets who don't see visions, but they are prophets. They can come and stand and say, Thus saith the Lord, this man will be the next president of Ghana. He did not see any vision, neither did he hear any word audibly. But they came and they declared what the Lord has said. How did they hear? How did they get to know what the Lord is saying? The Lord speaks through so many means. Are you getting the point? There are certain people, we are all walking on, but when a bird flies, right in front of everybody, they understand. We might just see this, hey, that's the only thing we can see, and just go away. But this man understands. It is like Moses with the 70 elders, and all of a sudden a thunder struck, and they were all afraid. But Moses stood and said, yes, Lord, I hear you. The thunder that, that was so strong that people were running away. 
Moses heard God because he knows that according to the book of Psalms, the voice of the Lord thundereth. When he hears the sound of a thunder, he knows that God's voice can come out of it. We are all not the same. And based on the wiring of our souls and some of the things we will experience, even as prophets, not all prophets were wired in their souls to manifest in the dark realm. There are some prophets, the only thing they do when they come, prosperity has been released to you. There are some prophets, when they appear to you, restoration has come. Whatever you have lost will be restored in so many ways. There are some prophets, when they come, they will bring answers to many questions you have been asking for ages. There are some prophets, when they arrive, when they come to church, you will fear God. You would love to walk in righteousness. There will be a serious, a serious revival for purity. Obiani what they stand for. They are all prophets. Obiani the dimension of assignment given to him by God. Are you getting it? This is what defines the capacity. Not necessarily how we navigate in the spirit realm. That one is also there. Are you getting the point? And there is also the other part we need to understand. That the same God who created all the souls and the spirits of the prophet and even changed the wiring of a person's soul within a second for the person to carry an assignment that someone failed to carry. That is what makes God someone we should fear. So that you will not boast that you, you, were, you, were, you were raised as a prophet. If you misbehave, God can use a stone to fulfill an assignment that the prophet has failed to fulfill. It's a great privilege even to be wired in our souls to carry the prophetic mantle. Are you getting it? But there's one thing that can allow God to open realms to a man. It is called intimacy. Intimacy. You know, we have heard a lot of, especially most of these apostles in Nigeria, they speak a lot about the secret place, intimacy. Still, we are not catching what they are trying to say. Because sometimes when they speak of the secret place, you think it's a small room that you enter, you lock yourself, you don't hear any noise. At a point, I would say you are, doing, you, are, you are getting close, but that is not the secret place. You are trying your best. Are you getting it? Well, let me show you the secret place. It is not too far from you, and it is not at your mountains too. <laughs> Neither is it science gardens. Even though you need all these places to access your secret place. The secret place is a place in your heart. 
heart. That is where the seat of the Holy Spirit is. That is where He dwells on the inside of you. What it means is that you need to now learn how to travel into your heart. And do you know how we travel into our hearts? With the mind. It is why the, the two most greatest points in a man's life, the heart and the mind. Very, very, very serious. And they are the two places Satan is really working to take charge of. Because once your heart is captured by Satan, your mind will just be a tool. Once your mind is captured by Satan, we have lost you. Are you getting my point? And we need to learn this. How do we travel into our hearts to meet God in our own hearts? There are a whole lot of noise in our soul. And we need to get the noise out. Satan will fight you. He doesn't want you to travel into your own heart to meet the Lord. So he will, he will confuse you with a lot of things. A lot of things. With a lot of physical things. You invested your money somewhere. It did not yield any profit. You lost the money. That one alone. Satan can use that atmosphere. And that loss. As a means to stop you from entering your heart. To meet God. For like three months. You'll be so confused for three months. You don't know what to do. Even when you want to pray. You, you don't know how to pray. Are you get what I'm saying? So Satan will use circumstances. To block men from traveling. To meet the Holy Spirit. In their hearts. Amen. So, are you getting it, Sammy? Sure. So, that is it. God can just use anybody for His glory. And then, also, every human being, especially as you are talking about prophets, every prophet has a certain capacity that the Lord fulfilled within him to fulfill that assignment. But intimacy can also stretch the capacity of a man. Okay, this from Mela, the doctor said, concerning the prophet, are there types and how will one identify and work in his own if he's been told the prophetic grace is upon him? All right. The first thing you need to do is that if God has connected you to an authority, let's say a man of God that you are connected to as a father, he can help you by letting you know what God and the dimension of the prophetic that the Lord will use you in. Because it's very important. You need to know your dimension before you know the requisite effort you are supposed to put in in order to experience it. Especially those of you that God will use in the seer dimension. Those who will carry the, the mantle of the seers. 
There are many things you need to put yourself in. Many, many sacrifices. Else you would delay your seeing. And there is nothing we can do about it. Are you getting it? For example, if you are called to be a seer in the prophetic, you will get to a point, Satan will start influencing your, your mind's eyes. And as I said this the other time, about 95% of seers, Satan will hit them with pornography. They will never be free until God comes in. If he gets to know that you will be a seer, oh, he will destroy your eyes. If he doesn't work, if he doesn't come against you physically, he will come against you in your mind. That is in the dimension of pornography. He will destroy how you even see human beings. Because you see, in the prophetic, when it comes to seeing, our eyes mostly travel into the hearts of men to actually bring out their true intent and their, their reality and their identity. Are you getting it? But then once the pornography disturbs and destroys how your mind is supposed to look at people, when, if you're younger, whenever you see a woman, immediately your mind begins to process sexual things. Instead of you to look into the heart, you would rather start looking somewhere else. The moment negative thoughts of sexual things drop in your mind, because you have already created a lot of pictures in your mind, the moment the negative thought drops, it will start forming some pictures. And it, this can worry you for a long time. And then you will miss the moment where your eyes are supposed to see the true identity of the person as God has prepared. Are you getting it? And for you to work on this dimension of you being a seer, you need to disconnect yourself from a lot of things. One of them will be movies. I'm not saying don't watch movies, but be careful. Because movies, if you keep watching movies plenty, you will reduce the sharpness of your spiritual sight. And I'm, you see, about 70% of CS, they love movies. You see, there's a certain natural thing. When God wants you to be a seer, hmm, one of the most valuable parts of your body will be your eyes. Satan knows that. He knows that when you see something, you, you cannot look at it once. You have to come back and look at it again. So the first thing he will do is to corrupt your mind. So that when you see something and it is negative, then your eyes will go back and watch it again. And the moment you go and watch it again, you have already entered your mind. Are you getting my point? Yes, we need to understand how Satan works. 
He's a very foolish guy. Hmm? Very foolish. He doesn't want anybody to fulfill the Christ that God has called us to fulfill. Yes, he's doing everything to stop us. That is why always we need to receive the help of the Holy Ghost to destroy his works. Are you getting it? So, aside the father figure letting you know the specific mention that God is calling you into in the prophetic, you also need to pay a particular attention to some of your dreams. Are you getting it? Pay a particular attention to some of the dreams you have because they will also explain the dimension that God is calling you to experience in the prophetic. And also, we also focus on some of the desires or the zeal you have towards the prophetic. There are some people, it doesn't matter what you see. Maybe I'm seeing this, I'm seeing that, I'm seeing that, I'm seeing that. It does not really move them. But whenever somebody is using the prophetic, you say, there is somebody here. You have a certain growth around your, your chin. The Lord says that that growth is disappearing right now. If you are the one check, then somebody comes up, yes, man of God, it was there. Even when I was coming, it was there. But it is no more here. Then we all start clapping. That is what moves some people. Once you begin to realize that your passion is being driven in that area, you should know. That there is a certain dimension of the prophetic called prophetic healing that God is launching you into. Are you getting it? And in that realm, you you will use the gift of the word of knowledge to decode the present issue that someone is going through, and the gift of healing will, will climax everything by taking that thing out. Are you getting it? Sure. So that is it. So there are so many ways to know some of these dimensions. The Lord will help us. This year we are going to have School of the Prophets um, conference. And it will be a one-on-one conference. So let's get ready. Hallelujah. All right, Sami said that the during prophetic ministrations. Sometimes there are manifestations of the spirit through the person being prayed for. In that instance, what happens in the spirit, in the realm of the spirit? And mostly, the person being prayed for doesn't even know what's happening. What happens to their soul during such manifestation? All right. I love this question. All right. So it is dependent on the kind of spirit that will manifest. Are you getting it? Let's say I'm praying for somebody and all of a sudden the person that is troubling the one I'm praying for is maybe an auntie and immediately the auntie begins to speak. I am the one destroying her life. I will never let her see glory in her marriage. This, this, and sometimes the man of God will be asking, who are you? Who are you? What has she done to you? 
And sometimes they, they would never mention their names unless a certain higher power is released against them. Now, let's take note. If at this moment, the person that is speaking or the spirit that is manifesting is the spirit that is in a human being, which is the spirit of witchcraft, then if we go and look at that person physically, something actually will be happening. It is either the person is sitting somewhere quiet without talking, or the person will, be, will look like the person has gone to sleep, something like that. Because at that moment, the person knows that he has been summoned somewhere. Are you getting the point? And at that moment, what happens is that if there is, this is what happens in madness. In madness, they capture the mind of a person. And once the mind of a person is captured, they begin to capture other dimensions. And the highest point they capture is the whale. Once these spirits capture the whale, of the man, there is no way the man can do anything in his own sense again. So the moment your will is captured, your mind is captured, your emotions are captured, and every dimension of you is captured, then the full being that has captured all the other dimensions begin to manifest through you. So at that moment, that being's emotions will, will pass through you instead of yours, because your own has been locked. That being's thoughts will pass through you, will rather manifest. Your own thinking pattern would have been locked. It is like they would just put you on hibernation for a few minutes and do whatever they want to do in their manifestation. And then they will leave. The moment they, they go, that is when you come back to yourself. You get it? So that is just for maybe witchcraft spirit. But then if the spirit is actually from an altar, let's say it is a fetish priest, that is, for example, if you are praying for somebody and the spirit that is troubling the person is maybe a water spirit. And immediately the spirit begins to manifest. Most of those spirits are very strong. Very, very, very strong. Haven't you seen people that the spirits will manifest and they will start behaving like the spirits? Some of them, if the spirit is a serpentic, is serpentic in nature, the people will start bringing out their tongue and they will be moving on the floor as if they are snakes. They seize one sister, one church, and one and they want to This is a video to her. Are you getting what I'm saying? So you see, in these dimensions, sometimes that spirit can speak. So let's say it is a serpentic spirit in a, in a river. Once we are praying for the person to be set free and we touch that dimension of the person's soul that that spirit has captured, 
it will hit the spirit wherever it is. So some of them, they will start speaking from their realm. Are you getting the point? So most of those spirits, if they are spirits that live in their own realm, they don't actually enter into the human body. No. They suspend your senses and they begin to manifest through you from their realm. Because some of them are very dangerous. There are some of them too that will appear. And pass their essence through the person. Some of them to the way they are, when they are coming, something will definitely happen in the physical surrounding. And that's what mostly we don't see. I remember one time a man of God was praying for a certain lady and there was a river goddess, very huge, that wanted, that had appointed the lady. The fair lady, very beautiful. The river goddess had appointed her to be the one that will carry out the fetish assignment. And the lady, somebody dragged the lady to church. And when they were praying, the man of God touched the lady. Aye. And the spirit that is trying to capture the lady got angry. And this time around, the spirit did not speak from the river realm. The spirit decided to come to the church. And from maybe a poor, I saw them on. I'm telling you. And within a few minutes, I saw them on the four corners as in so, as a pipe of pipe. In so, in, you know, people were running away. That is a river goddess coming. Now, see. This one is not simple as it will soon soon be manifested through Nipanam. This one in Tokwankasa no Mobeku. You get what I'm saying? So the dimensions of all these manifestations. So most of the times what we see something like that. Sometimes even if it is a river goddess or something like that, they will speak from their realm instead of coming. Because when they come, it is something different altogether. That is why you meet me called Kantoka. Are you getting it? All right, people of God. Um, by the special grace of God, we would, we would end here and continue some other time. Hallelujah. So, God willing, next week, Saturday, we are going to meet once again and um, also handle some spiritual dimensions. Hallelujah. Amen. The Lord bless us and empower all of us. It is my prayer that the Lord will stir us up in the prophetic, in the name of Jesus. Please, I asked us to get feathers. We have them. Not necessarily school of the prophets. I think I declared it on the general lines prayer fire platform some other time. If you have yours with you, please keep it well. 
um, we are going to get a good use for it very soon. If you don't have yours to get one, Amen. All right, the Lord bless us. May He empower us and grant us divine grace in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Please, if you are in Cape Coast, God willing, tomorrow morning at exactly 7.30 a.m., we are meeting for a Sunday morning glory service. Make sure you don't miss this experience. The Lord has a word for you that will transform your life. May the Lord bless us all and empower us in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. And also, please, let's take note that God willing, we are starting our 14 days prayers and fasting experience on Monday, which is the 8th of January, 2024. So make sure we take note and join. Hallelujah. And as I said, I mean that I think in some days ago that we are going to have priesthood session at exactly 12 a.m. Then lunch prayer fire session at exactly 12 noon. And also we are going to have the evening session at exactly 6 p.m. 6.30 p.m. Um, right in church. But even though we we'll have it in church, we will also connect us um, on Portland. And the Lord bless us and favor us greatly in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. You are next in line to carry that mantle of the fathers. You will do well. Nothing can stop the calling that the Lord has placed on your life. The Lord bless you and favor you greatly. We shall meet. The Lord bless you. Please, I'm going to upload the message so you can go and download and listen to them. The Lord bless you all. Please, I'm supposed to meet the covenant partners today, but I had a certain assignment to fulfill. So, God willing, next week, I'm going to meet all the covenant partners. I have a very wonderful announcement to share with us, covenant partners. So, please. I will let all of us know. The Lord bless you all and favor you. We shall meet. Shalom. Bye-bye. Mamma, can you wash it? Send your home, no canoe prepared.
Visions of the old. 